we want to welcome you to the New Song Podcast, coming to you from beautiful Colorado Springs. We love receiving your prayer requests and comments at newsongcs.com. How Jesus lived his last days. I want to look at his very last words. Would you pray with me today, Lord? I thank you for everyone that's in this room today, everyone watching online. Thank you for being here with us, Lord. I pray that you a special touch on someone in their living room today who just needs to know that you care, that needs to know that you're there. Lord, I pray a touch on them. Lord, I thank you that you bring together just like all kinds of people. I don't know what, uh, what you're up to, but all kinds of people come to this church, all different kinds of uh, backgrounds. And Lord, I thank you that it's for a purpose that we may touch this world for you and uh, bring people to know you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen, amen. Um, maybe it's because Cynthia's not here. I feel like I can say anything I want. I feel very relaxed. Although she's usually in kids' ministry, she's usually, she would say, hey, stay, stay, stay to what's going on here if she wasn't in the room. All right, Sir Winston Churchill's last words were this. I'm bored with it all. Good to have you today, too. You want to say anything? Pastor, Pastor Christian's dad, Pastor Christian's mom's here too somewhere. Good to have you. She, they deserve a big hand. Good to have you today. Good to have you. Groucho, Groucho Marx let out one last one-liner when he died. He said this, this is no way to live. Bob Marley said on his deathbed, money can't buy life. We know that. That's good though. It's good. Remind yourself of that. Elvis Presley's final, final words um, to his audience at his last concert were this. Um, I hope that I haven't bored you. And then he went off the stage. Um, then his very last words were in private. He said, I'm going to the bathroom to read. <laughs> that was his last words there. Famous last words. Jesus never wasted uh, one word that he ever said. That's why in, could you put that scripture up? Matthew chapter 24 35, everything that Jesus said in the Gospels has lasted. It says, heaven and earth, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words, they will never pass away. That's why there's not one thing that Jesus said, some of your Bibles, it's in red, that um, doesn't mean something still to you when you read it and read it over. When I was a kid, I used to go through my Bible and just uh, read the red parts and um, when I was supposed to be reading the Bible in one year, my mom would say, did you read your Bible today? I'm like, yeah, I read all the red parts. Figure it's Jesus' words. They're good enough, right? Um, amen. But there is something to be said of the very last words Jesus said uh, before he leaves this earth. Each disciple, uh, they all wrote, uh, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. They were all written by different ones. Um, Acts was probably written by Luke. And uh, they all give like a different perspective on it, right? They all give it. Uh, Matthew talks about, you know, the scripture in Matthew 28. He says, uh, go into all the world, preach the gospel, right? Another one says, um, wait. Luke says, wait in Jerusalem before you go for the Holy Spirit. They all have different perspectives. One says there was kind of some of his last days. We assume, um, let me just be very clear. There was 40 days, right, after Jesus rose from the dead. 40 days before he went back to heaven. 
So in these 40 days, different disciples remember different things as like, okay, this is my last part of my book. This is what I'm going to say here. They, they remember different parts of it. It doesn't mean they contradict each other. They just want to uh, leave their reader with different things. That's why it's great that we have those, all those perspectives of uh, the last days. One at the Mount of Olives. One talks about Jesus in Galilee. One talks about him near Bethany. And I want to read Luke chapter 24, uh, verse 50 through 51. This is right at the end. It says, when he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands. This is kind of an amazing thing that happened. He blessed them. And while he was like blessing them, bless you. Bless you, Matthew. Bless you, Mark. Bless you. He just starts going up in the air. He starts going up into the air and uh, is, goes out of their sight. He was taken up into heaven. Right before this, Luke shares um, his conversation with Jesus. Luke chapter 24, 49, he says, uh, and maybe it was that last day, maybe it was that same day, or maybe it was a different day, but it was only one verse before. Before this, Jesus says, I'm going to send you what my father has promised. Stay in the city, Luke 24, 49, until you have been clothed with power from on high. Probably the most important thing, I, I think, if Jesus said it last, clothe them with power from on high. One more account I want to read, and this is probably a continuation of this. Uh, it's found in Acts uh, chapter 1. You think, well, it's a different book, but probably Luke continued that book here. In Acts chapter 1, verse 6 through 11, I'm going to read this. Uh, it's kind of a Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Six verses, okay? So sometimes that's too much. Some of you are like, I get bored after. Stay with me. Everything he says in here is important. Everything that records is important. I want to specifically look at the very first part and the very last part of this, but uh, read it with me, all right? Then they gathered around him. Should we all read it together? Uh-huh. This Christian's like, no. Then I think we will because she needs to submit too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the key? Look how submissive they are to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Are you? Uh, okay. So we said to them, it is not for you to know. Jesus said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, can I hear an amen? And why? So that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Just in case you think that's the only place, he says, and in Judea and Samaria, and let's just cover it all, the whole ends of the earth, everywhere. That's why you're there. Acts 1, 6 through 11. Um, ver verse, uh, verse 9. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid them from their sight. That'd be wild to see. There were, they were looking intently up in the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. What do you think? Angels? doesn't say angels. It says two men, but I think probably angels, right? Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who had been taken from you into heaven, will come back 
in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So many famous last words we see in all these places. Stay in Jerusalem. Go into all the world. Teach. Disciple. Baptize. Like, should I be baptizing people at, 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 at the, at, uh, I'm trying to think of a grocery store. Safeway. Should I be, he, I don't know, he says that some of his last words. Be my witnesses. He says all kinds of stuff. But the thing I want to leave you with is what we were just reading in Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, 6, and really verse 7, and then Acts chapter 1, verse 11. Okay? Let's look at 1, 6 just real quick. It says, Lord, the disciples were confused. There's people in this world that are confused. Not us. Anyone confused? Everyone knows everything, understands God, everything, understands the times we live. It's not, not, not confusing to me. Yes, we're like the disciples, and I think that's why Jesus leaves them in the Bible because he picked these guys because they're a lot like us, and they said to him in verse 11, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? It's a question that you and I have all the time. Uh, they, these guys thought, restore the kingdom of Israel. They thought, after all of this time, even though Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead, he, went up and he's, he was getting ready to go up into heaven, they thought, um, okay, now, now's your time when you're going to do your kingdom stuff. They still didn't understand what kingdom meant. They thought the kingdom was here. They didn't know the kingdom is in heaven that it may reach earth, but it's not about the stuff that you see with your eyes. And they are still asking, is this when the stuff's going to get fixed around me? Um, is this when you restore your kingdom? Are you going to give people what they deserve? All of us have our list. Well, I don't, I don't have a list. I'm pretty perfect. But if I had a list of people I don't like, if you did, just kidding. You, everyone's got a list like, oh, I, I wish this person had this person. Jesus says, it's not about people. Are you go, when are you going to give people what they deserve? When are you going to let everyone know you're the king? And it's, that it's not Elvis or it's not these people. It seems like the people that people like the most in our day and age are the worst people. Like the people that like glorify the opposite of God. Yet they seem to be the most praised. Uh, you'll probably see it tonight. Maybe you won't. I'm not talking against it. But there's the Oscar, the Academy Awards, and they'll, they'll thank people. And the people will worship these kind of people. And they can be the most self-centered, the most selfish, the most godless people. Some of them aren't, but some of them are. And you wonder, why are these people being lifted up? And God, why don't you like, show how cool you are to everyone like I know? When are you going to restore your kingdom to Israel? We might ask it like this. Um, in a different way. Which president will usher in revival? Which law, which nation is going to bring back uh, like unity to our, to our world? We ask these questions, right? And this is what Jesus answers. He answers to all of us, verse 7. He says this in Acts 1, 7. It's not for you to know. It's not for you to know the time or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. In other words, that, that this word time is the word chronos in Greek. It's not for you to know the chronos. It's not for you to know 
this, this, this. It's not even for you to know the season. But what is your concern is not the chronos, but the next part. He says this. Uh, it's not for you to know the times, Father. Put the next verse up. Uh, um, yeah, verse 8. Not for you to know the times. What is your concern is that you'll be my witnesses in Judea and Samaria. That's your concern. You'll receive power. It's not your concern, the timing. Just you know you'll receive power. That is your concern. Um, I love what Bethany posted on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. I, ha I took a screenshot of it, but I don't know if you have it on, on Media Shout there. Uh, it's a picture of her, of her Instagram post. This is what she said. My job is the evangelization of the planet before the second coming of Christ. I will continue even when my culture does not value that. I love that, Bethany. It's similar to what um, Jesus said when he said, don't know the times, but what is your concern is that you be my witnesses. It's similar to what he said to Peter. Remember we talked about Peter a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. He said, um, Peter, feed my sheep. Peter, do my work. Peter. And he's like, yes, I get it. I get it, Jesus. I get what you're saying. And he was saying to Peter, um, jump in, follow me, Peter, with both feet. Start doing what you're called to do. So the first question, when are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? That's not our concern. You're called to be Jesus to those around you. Everybody smile. It's simple. It's not difficult. It's not confusing. You don't have to know everything. I want to just get, tell someone to rest easy, relax. All you are to do is be Jesus to those around you. The other question I want to pose is this, and I think we find ourselves doing this. It's found in uh, verse 11. He says this, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking in the sky? Why are you looking in the sky? Jesus left. Now you got, you got work to do. In other words, don't get sidetracked by looking into the empty sky. Don't get sidetracked by, I don't have my phone with me, but don't get sidetracked by looking in the sky, reading this and that. Oh, excuse me, I didn't realize we were still in service. Sorry, here, here you go. Don't get distracted. Oh, I got a phone call, I gotta take this. Oh, I got work to do. I got to go to my job. I got to make money. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't help you right now. I got, I got b other things to do. The, 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 the man on the side of the road, the good Samaritan comes up and helps him, but the preacher didn't help him. The Christian didn't help him. The churchgoer didn't help him. I'm busy. Don't be so busy. Oh, it's so bright. That's, the lights are so bright. I can't hardly see it anymore. I'm going to go take a nap. I feel like taking a nap, man. I'm tired. <sighs> Let me go get some coffee, right? We do stuff like this. We blame the world around us, the distractions. This is my acting coming out of my great acting. You're like, is he serious right now? Is he distracted? This is, how, this is how we do. And Jesus would say to us, I know it was an angel that said it, but God would say, the Holy Spirit would say quietly to you, stop looking in the sky. Stop staring in the sky. You got work to do. I've asked the question many times to uh, my kids through the years. If any of you have kids, especially teenagers, what are you staring at? Like, 
The dishes aren't going to do themselves. Empty the dishwasher. You look, you stare, you get distracted, you're busy. Empty the dishwasher already. Would you do this for me, right? I won't pick on anyone else, but I'm going to pick on Reagan for a minute. She, she's not here, so I'll talk about her. You think she's perfect, but she's the, she can have the messiest room. Oh, my gosh. Her room can be so messy. And I'll be like, dude, clean your room. I can't even walk into your room because it's so messy. The thing is, she's great at cleaning when she wants to. And then she'll take a day, she'll put on her podcast, and, and she'll uh, put just the right lighting, and she'll get all the stuff ready. It'll take her a while. She'll put the, like a candle, like start burning a candle. Just get it right. Get the right environment to clean, right? And then she could take like hours, and she'll clean stuff, but I don't even know what she's cleaned because she didn't hang up the clothes right there. She'll get distracted, and she'll like organize her makeups like all our makeups, like get them all really nice and clean and take them all out and clean around. And, but I'm like, you got distracted from cleaning by cleaning. Or she'll go into the, you, some of you might like her to come to your house. She goes into the closet or she loves this. She goes into the pantry and she'll take out all of the cake mix, everything out of the pantry and put it in order like cake mixes and banana yeah it's yeah she just does this and and it's like great we're so glad you did this but get do what I asked you to do do what I told you to do right um I'll I'll say um uh it's not what it's it's not what is needed at the time what is needed is the pile of clothes and I'm reminded and uh of Mary and Martha and uh, I'm going to close here in just a couple of, couple of minutes. So whoever wants to come up and play, feel free. Mary, Martha, Jesus uh, is telling Mary, is it Mary or Martha? Um, Jesus says to Martha about Mary, because Mary's just like, oh, I love you, Jesus. You're so awesome. I want to sit at your feet. Let's play some Bethel music. Let's worship you, right? I could see Lisa doing this, right, with Jesus. And then Seth comes along and he's like, come on, you got to help me. I don't know if this ever happens, this would ever. But I'm, let's go back to the Bible. Martha and Mary. And Jesus says, yes, it's great, Martha, what you're doing. But Mary, she's doing what is needed. She's doing what is needed. And if you look at the Greek uh, for that, um, it's, it's the word, the one thing. She's doing the one thing. And I would say this to you today. You might be anxious about the world, about your closet, about your pantry, <laughs> about your uh, family, about the times that we live. Is it, is, it, is it over? Is it not over? About the vaccine, about everything. You might be anxious about lo- you lost your phone last night, your worries, whatever they are. Jesus would say, Jesus would say, don't get so anxious about that. Do what is needed. Do the one thing. The one thing. And that's not staring in the sky. That's not wondering when Jesus is coming back. The one thing is focus on me. Focus on Jesus. Worship Jesus. Hang out with Jesus. Rest in him. When is the last time? I know this is like a question you might it's a perfect question at church that we let let one ear out the other but when is the last time you stopped 
you stopped, you turned off everything, and you just focused on Jesus. I'm not talking hours. I'm talking like five minutes. Sit at a coffee shop, have your coffee, and just think on Jesus. What if you closed your eyes in the coffee shop? That would be crazy, right? You're actually giving God place and someone might see you. Would you bow your heads with me today? Jesus' last words, his last days, they'd certainly show us how to live. And Jesus, we want to say to you today, show us something from the way you lived that helps us, what you said that helps us. And I'll ask this question to some guy, girl, kid, teenager, whoever it might be in the room, everybody listening, here's the question. Not my question. I feel like it's the Holy Spirit's question to you. God's presence in this place. God speaks to us. That's the, that's the part of God that speaks is the Holy Spirit. He says this. Are you bothered this morning with too many things? Are you bothered with too many things? Are you looking into the sky confused? Do you want to... God to give you specifics. I don't know what the specifics are about, about your family, about your job, about your relationship, about your finances. You want him to give you specifics and he's not giving them to you. Let Jesus speak to you this morning, this simple word. It's not for you to know the chronos, the chronological time. It's not for you to know. There's another word for time in the Bible, in the Greek, and that's karios. And I would, let, I would say to you, I might even speak it prophetically to someone, that Jesus would say to you, I have a kairos moment for you. The kairos means the right time, the opportune time, the, the perfect timing. God's timing is perfect. Your part, your part in that is walk, walk with me. Follow me. It may not be a mile down the head that you can even see. You can just see the part in front of you. Walk with me. Follow me. And he would say this to someone today. I will get you where you need to be when you need to be there. It's Kairos. It's Kairos time. When you, when you follow, when you serve Jesus, it's not about the chronolo chronology. It's not about two years, one year, two weeks, one week. It's about his right timing. Rest in it. Amen? Would you stand, stand with me today? I want us to sing a song. Thanks for listening today. Remember, God wants to do the impossible and me. We encourage you to become a deeper part of what we are doing. Visit us at newsongcs.com and become a giver to the New Song Foundation and an investor in bringing this message of Jesus across the world. God bless you.